0: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort, meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Balance Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Welcome to Balanced Black Girl. My name is Les. I am your host. And happy new year. If you're listening to this episode the day it comes out or the week it comes out, I hope you had a restful end to 2021 and are feeling refreshed and energized. It is now 2022. Collectively, we have had a wild couple of years. As 2021 ended and we headed into 2022, I think there was no shortage of just the wild experiences that we're all collectively having. And as we settle into this new year, the traditional ideas of goal setting and New Year's resolutions just don't feel relevant anymore all of our lives have changed so much going on two years in this pandemic that is continuing. And I think because our lives have changed so much, it's fitting that how we approach a new year changes as well to meet us where we are and to facilitate where we truly want to go. So that's why in our new series starting today called reframing the reset, all about taking a critical eyes to some of the ways we've been told to take care and reframing those ideas to better suit our well-being for the world we live in today. So in 2020 and 2021, this podcast covered a ton of topics and started to veer a little bit into the lifestyle category. It was giving self-help <laughs> largely for the past 2 years. Which is amazing. I love personal development. I love self help. But to be honest, I really missed talking about health and wellness. And yes, personal development is wellness, that it is. But I missed getting into the nitty gritty of it. I am a wellness girl at heart. I am a lifetime student of health and well being. And that's why I started this podcast. And I've been craving getting back into more of our traditional wellness roots and talking about our connections to our bodies and how we can take care of both our mind and bodies. And the new year feels like a good time to do so, but in a fresh new way. So for our reframing the reset series and challenge, more on that in a bit, we're going back to wellness basics, but with a twist. We're doing wellness basics that suit the world we live in now redefining what it means to be well and offering support so that we can all be well together. So as I mentioned, reframing the reset isn't just going to be a series on the podcast. It's also a challenge that is happening right now. So all month long, January, 2022, I'm going to be supporting you in reframing the reset with free tools and resources to help you along the way. So for the next four weeks, I'll be releasing inactivity an and resources in addition to each week's podcast episode to set you up to feel grounded and at home and ready to take on this year. You are already that girl. You are already that person. And it's time for you to feel it and to really walk in that. So you can sign up for the Reframing the Reset Challenge at balanceblackgirl.com slash reset. And for one lucky participant, I'm giving away some incredible prizes with some of my favorite wellness and self-care products and goodies, which I will be announcing later on in the challenge. But in order to be entered, you need to sign up for the challenge again at balanceblackgirlcom reset. And as soon as you sign up, I will send you everything you need to get started. And that's also linked in the show notes to make it super easy for you to find. All right, so let's get into today's episode and talk about how we can reframe the reset. First, I want to talk about creating systems of self-care and ritualizing our wellness. So you may be thinking less, what are you talking about systems of self-care? What does that mean? Well, the idea of focusing on systems isn't new. And in the past few years, it's been really popularized by James Clear, who's the author of Atomic Habits, a solid read. If you're looking for a good kind of new year read, it's, you know, a solid book. I've read it a few times and I like to revisit some of the concepts throughout the year. In Atomic Habits, James Clear says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. This has been a famous quote from the book because there's a lot of truth to it goal setting on its own does not equal achievement. Oftentimes it is behavior that dictates our ability to reach a goal or intention and our habits are the greatest influences on our behavior. Many times when we look to change or implement a new habit, we put all our bets on sheer will and determination. We say, okay, I'm going to start exercising and I leave it up to sheer will to make it happen. Or maybe we join a studio or start following fitness people on Instagram. But at the end of the day, outside of that intention, we haven't really done anything else to modify our behavior. That can lead us down the rabbit hole of either negative self-talk or feeling down if we don't follow through. And some spaces that revolve around fitness can be plain old toxic, and we can also get caught up in those wrong spaces. And it's because we didn't intentionally support the habits that need to be in place to help us modify our behavior in a way that suits our best interests. So if we are going to make these things happen or to make these changes, it's really about creating habits. All right, so how do we create habits? We're gonna kind of reverse engineer this a bit. We create habits by implementing systems. Taking us back to that quote from our boy James, okay, <laughs> what is a system? Again, our boy James is coming through with the definitions when comparing a system to a goal. So in a topic, habits, he says, a goal is the intended result you want to achieve and a system is the process that leads to those results. So if you think about it, we're facilitating systems all day long. However, some of those systems aren't necessarily serving us. Using a personal example, I tend to get really easily bored and distracted, especially if I'm doing a task that I either don't enjoy or don't feel comfortable with or don't feel good at, So when I'm working and I get bored and I get distracted and I have my phone on my desk, my natural reaction is to grab my phone and go on Instagram or usually TikTok these days because I've been liking TikTok a lot more and lose Lord knows how much time looking at content. That is a system. (laughs) That is a system, right? The system is triggered by my thought of I'm bored and I don't want to do this. I have an escape within arm's reach to provide some temporary relief from that feeling, even if it potentially will lead to more pain later on. And then I follow through with it, right? That's a system. It's a system that facilitates distraction, but it's a system having my phone in within reach, having distracting apps just a tap away. It's the perfect escape route for boredom. And that's what I would consider a low-quality system because it doesn't lead to a positive result, not most of the time. So, on the flip side, When we have high quality systems, we're more likely to engage in behaviors that lead to positive results. So what would a high quality system be? Again, using a personal example, because that last example was very real. I do that more often than I'd like to admit. (laughs) This is another example of a higher quality system that I have. So for me, it is having my meditation space set up, which is just a meditation cushion in the corner of my bedroom and right next to my meditation cushion, I have my journal and I have a pair of headphones sitting right next to the cushion. So the first thing I see when I turn off my alarm in the morning is that setup. Right? It's also right next to my dresser where I have my favorite candle. So that little corner is ready for me. My meditation cushion is begging to be sat on. That candle cannot wait to be lit. It is natural to sit down on the cushion, put my headphones in and do a guided meditation upon waking up because it's all right there. It's all happening on my way back from my alarm clock, either to my bed or to the bathroom. This whole setup is right there just waiting for me to participate. I don't need to look for anything. I can just do it. It's a natural inclination because it was set up that way. My journal is sitting there waiting. So writing my morning pages is a part of the system because I don't need to look for a journal. I don't need to look for a pen. I don't need to wonder what to do with myself after I wake up because it's all there ready to be put into motion, okay? So that my friend is an example of a high quality system or as I like to call it, a system of self care. Okay, so let's take it back a step further, and you may be wondering, okay, Les, how do I create a system of self-care? Is it through routine? Do I need to be more disciplined? And to that I say, kind of. (laughs) I did an episode on discipline last year that's actually one of the more popular episodes of the podcast, and it will be linked in the show notes if you want to give it a listen, But when I think about reframing the reset, I think about taking a different approach to how we do things. So if you have tried to implement new habits, if you've tried to be more disciplined and it just hasn't stuck with you, that's okay. Or sometimes it can be easy for us to implement discipline in one area of our lives and harder in others. I've experienced that as well. And that's okay. That is part of being human. So I think when we're really struggling to have something stick, we can take a look at how we're doing it and we can say, okay, how can I make the process of this feel better? And what's been helpful for me in reframing the reset is by focusing on rituals. So if we put this all together, rituals create systems, systems create habits, habits, influence behaviors, and behaviors move us forward or if we take that backwards, we can say, we move forward from the behaviors we engage in. Our habits influence those behaviors. Our systems create our habits and our rituals compose our systems, right? Yes, friend, rituals. I'm going to keep saying it. Rituals. Rituals is going to be a big theme for us here in 2022 at Balanced Black Girl. Creating rituals is what can help make your habits stick. So if you've spent any time on TikTok, chances are you've seen some of the that girl slash black girl luxury content, and at times it has been controversial. I understand from all angles, I understand why people love it. I understand why some people may not love it. I understand the subsets of it. I get it all. But I do think that there is a reason why that type of content has taken off like wildfire. Whether you hate it or whether you love it, it is very popular. And I think I know why that is. I think it's because it's a really satisfying visual depiction of, of that self-care, of wellness that feels like a ritual. The way these, these pieces of content are composed, the poor shot of the smoothie, the lighting of the candle, the smashing of the avocado on toast, while it's all set to this vibey TikTok sound, it's a depiction of the ritualization of all of these behaviors. And when we see or experience a ritual, we are drawn to them. We, we naturally are, right? Like a moth to a flame burned by the fire. Shout out to Janet Jackson. I've, honestly, I love that introduction and I've just been waiting for an excuse to use it in a sentence. And so there we go, Janet Jackson. That's the way love goes. We love Janet. Um, <laughs> now, I do not think our life needs to look like a that girl or black girl luxury TikTok. It can if you want and it also doesn't have to if you don't want. That's not always what real life looks like. But I do think we can take that magnetism of that type of content, that ceremonial inspiration, and we can apply them to whatever our real life looks like. Right? We can apply that to our self-care tactics to create a ritual to inform our habits and our systems. Lately, I've been really drawn to the idea of ritual over routine. Routine and even some of the language and resources like Atomic Habits and even some of the language that I have previously used on this podcast and in my self-talk feels very clinical and it feels very masculine and that is absolutely fine If that way of being resonates with you, or if you are someone who feels more in tune with a masculine energy, but if that kind of masculine clinical way of doing things doesn't resonate with you, or if you are someone who is a little bit more driven by the feminine, then I invite you to investigate ways you can begin treating your self-care like a ritual. How can you set your space? What is the order of doing things that feels good and inviting to you? What can you enjoy during and after, right? Because so many wellness and productivity experts focus on how we'll feel after, but hi, I want to enjoy it during as well. And when we look at those low quality systems, we really enjoy it during, we enjoy the distraction during, but we don't enjoy the pain after, right? So how can we create systems and rituals that allow us to enjoy taking care and handling our business during and after. So reframing the reset can look like ritualizing things that have previously felt very clinical or very sterile and making them your own. So a big focus for me is going to be on creating wellness rituals and for those things that are kind of, you know, taking care of business, being on top of things, ritualizing them, and sharing ideas for ways we can all ritualize things. But this is going to be a pretty personal experience because your day is going to look different than mine. The things that resonate with you are going to look a little bit different from what resonates with me. But I want you to think about some of the rituals that you already have in your life. Everybody has a ritual revolving around something. And I want you to kind of break apart those rituals. And I want you to see how you can apply elements of those rituals to truly taking care of you or taking care of business and to make that your own. All right, so next I want to talk about redefining or reframing productivity. I think productivity has gotten a bad reputation and I'd like a little justice for productivity I want to pour one out for productivity. And to do that, I think we need to redefine it. So this might be controversial, but stick with me here. I don't think that being productive or seeking productivity is an inherently bad thing. However, I do think it can be driven by low quality systems and not so good intentions, right? What we are really not vibing with and what's perhaps the most raggedy, low-quality system of them all is capitalism. And I think as more and more people are waking up to the harm of capitalism and how it negatively impacts all of us, I think the idea of productivity has caught a few strays because In a lot of spaces, productivity has been kind of co-opted by capitalism, but I want to take it back and I want to reframe it and create a definition of productivity that actually works well for us. So for me, I believe that when we are productive, you know, we have a sense of efficiency where we're creating space and instead of using that spaciousness to do more, we should then use the space we created to do less. So I don't measure productivity by how much I do. I measure productivity by how much space I can create. So if I have a 27-page to-do list and I get it all done in a day, and that is my whole day from sunup to sundown, and I'm exhausted by the end of it, that doesn't make me feel productive. That's actually the opposite of productivity to me because that means that I haven't created any space. That means that I've just filled space with stuff and with things to do productivity for me is creating space for joy and rest and doing things we want to do purely because we want to do them right reclaiming our time reclaiming our space i'm not productive so i can do more i am productive so i can do less I strive to do things right the first time so I don't have to spend my time redoing it, right? I'm constantly working on that low quality system of reaching for my phone every two seconds because when I fill space with allowing myself to get distracted, it makes everything take that much longer and it's not unproductive because I'm getting less work done, it's unproductive because it's taking up space that could be used loving myself and taking care of myself, right? I take my time training members of my team so that they can fly independently and soar and thrive independently of me. And I think capitalism has conditioned us to believe that if we are efficient, that means we should then make ourselves available to do more things for the sake of capitalism. And I think that's not the case. And I think that we can take that back. And I think that it's the perfect time to begin taking that back, reclaiming our time, reclaiming the space that we create through productivity. So I'm constantly looking for more ways to be productive, not so I can do more, but so that I can create more space for myself and for the things I love and for the people I love and for rest. All right. So now that we've redefined productivity, as we look to reframe the reset, instead of beating ourselves up over short-term productivity and short-term efficiency, such as daily to-do lists or whatever, I invite you to start thinking about how you can make choices today that can save you time in the future. How can you make choices today that can save you time in the future or that can create space for you in the future? So that can look like, organizing your closet one good time and having it really make sense and flow so that you can save time picking out what to wear in the morning or so that everything can truly have a place and you can save time and cleaning and organizing the rest of the year. Or maybe in your workplace, you can create a resource of frequently asked questions that you're asked or a resource guide that you can direct people to, to free up a little bit of space for yourself Or you can take a look at processes that are a pain point for you in implementing a solution so it's no longer a pain point for you or anyone else and can make everyone's life easier. So how can you create solutions that can create more space for you today and tomorrow? And when I started thinking about time that way, and when I started thinking about productivity that way, it started to really transform my relationship with procrastination because I think procrastination is like racking up a balance on your time credit card and being overwhelmed when the bill comes. So how can we spend wisely our time, our energy? How can we create that space? Okay. So as you look at creating your own rituals I also encourage you to keep these thoughts about productivity and redefining it and creating space and time for yourself today and tomorrow. I invite you to think of that now, right? So the goal of your rituals can be to help you create that spaciousness. You can create rituals to reinvest your time. And again, joining the reframing the reset challenge can provide some more support here if you need a little help. So lastly, I wanna talk about the importance in allowing for structure and flexibility. All right? This time of year, we go ham on structure. We decide to go in on this exercise program and eat this kale and wake up at 5 a.m. or whatever it is, and I'm not telling you to not do those things. It's your life, I'm here to be your cheerleader. But as your friend, I encourage you to not go too deep on structure without leaving room to be flexible. The idea of New Year's resolutions and New Year, New You, and all of this stuff, these constructs were not created or intended for people who have been living over two years in a global pandemic and need to have a lot of space and grace with themselves. That's why I think some of those Older structures are really outdated, right? With the world we live in right now and with the global impacts continuing on and, you know, not coming to an end in the foreseeable future, if we're being honest, now is the time for grace and space and flexibility, okay? So you can have a little bit of structure as a foundation, but flexibility when it comes to the means. I call this embracing the hustle and the flow. I've talked about it on the podcast before. When we seek to make changes, we tend to go all hustle, right? We want to go all in on that. We actually need just as much, if not more flow. And I think that's what balance is. No pun intended. So as you create new rituals and systems and implement new habits and create space for ease, make sure you're also creating space for hiccups. Make sure you're also creating space to laugh and indulge and rest and play and receive and feed yourself because right now we need to feed ourselves joy and goodness more than ever, right? So create space, anticipate your needs, and give yourself so much grace. Give yourself so much grace, all right? And that will help you keep going when it feels like things are out of your control, because right now there are a lot of things outside of our control, There are a lot of things outside of our control, but when you're able to give yourself that grace and when you're able to anticipate your needs, that's going to be the ultimate way of dealing with what to do when things are out of our control, All right? You know how to hustle, but this year I really encourage you to lean into the flow. How can you add more flow into your day? What is the smallest way you can implement more flow? So as you go about implementing your systems and your rituals, I love to see you aim to have as much fluidity within them as possible. All right, my friend, that is your introduction to reframing the reset. And as always, we have a jam packed series with amazing guests in the weeks ahead to inspire you and to help you feel as good as you can feel. So don't forget to head to the show notes to sign up for the reframing the reset challenge. You can get started right away, so we will have a weekly activity all housed within Notion that relates to that week's episode and can provide a bit more support to you as we ease into this new year. So this week's activity is doing a guided self check-in, doing an audit to check in with yourself, to reflect on last year, to do some dreaming about how you want to feel in this new year, and that's really going to inspire you. That's going to help you dream up what areas you can start creating those rituals around, okay? So when you sign up for the challenge at balanceblackgirl.com/reset, you will get access to my reframing the reset dashboard, which is housed in Notion, my favorite tool, which will walk you through each week's activity. And you can do the activities within Notion or you can just look at the dashboard as a reference point and do them in a journal. Whatever works for you. You can totally customize it. Uh, But you can do your own self-check-in as soon as you sign up, okay? And also in the show notes, uh, we have links to the resources and the books and other podcast episodes that I mentioned in this episode. Huge thank you to our sponsor, Osea, my favorite brand for skin and body care. Make sure you check out the show notes for your special hookup code. Supporting our sponsors is an amazing way to support the show and get bomb products at amazing prices. So huge thanks to you for listening. And if you haven't already, I would really love and appreciate if you could leave your five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. All right, next week on the podcast, let's get physical. I apologize for singing. I'm sorry. I hope you return. I promise I'll never do it again. <laughs> I'm sitting down with the amazing Lauren Level, truly one of my favorite voices in fitness, to talk about how we can reframe our relationship with exercise and fall in love with movement while being kind to ourselves. It's Lauren is amazing. It is a beautiful conversation. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that episode. Have an amazing week and I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning into Balance Black Girl. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com.